Hey, sweet mama, do you want to feel patient and calm with your children? Are you sick of constantly overreacting, yelling, and even experiencing mom rage with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night consumed with mom guilt and remorse for your words and actions with your kids? Do you wish you could have daily alone time to feel restored and connect with God? There is a way to take care of yourself guilt-free and show up as a calm, patient, and kind mama to your kids. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a stress coach for Christian moms. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and the daughter of the king. Want to know how to become present, peaceful, and calm mama? I'm about to teach you how to connect with God, master your mindset, set healthy boundaries, and be in control of your emotions. My friend, I pray that this podcast blesses you. I'm Elizabeth, and you are listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. Hi, friend. Welcome back to another episode of Emotionally Healthy Legacy. I'm so glad that you are here. It is 8.30 p.m., on Tuesday, September 6th, and I'll be airing this episode tomorrow. Um, so I'm just kind of running behind with all my episodes and stuff. So nothing too exciting here, but what I wanted to tell you is I wanted to try something new. So here on podcast apps, especially Apple, the way people can find out about you is if the more reviews you have, the more um, your podcast will be like kind of shown to uh, new listeners. And the way I can do that is by having you review my podcast episodes. And here I ha- came up with an idea. I want you right now, pause for a second and go ahead and give me a five-star review and write a few sentences about my show. If you've been listening to my show, I would love to hear your feedback. Then. Take a screenshot of it and submit it. And then email it to hello at Emotionally Healthy Legacy. There's the email in the show notes. I'll add it over there. And once a month, I will pick a person who can win my Emotionally Healthy Mom course. So this course is worth $99. And you get to win it for free if you submit a review. So I will choose one winner a month. and you have a chance to win a free course. And Emotionally Healthy Mom course, it is a course that I put together. I used to have a membership, Emotionally Healthy Mom, and I converted it into a course. So it's really similar information that I do teach in my one-on-one coaching program, but it is all self-paced. It is, um, I I will put a link down below as well that you can check out the course, but it's all self-paced. You do it at your own time. It's a lot more affordable. And if that is something that is your jam, I would love for you to join the course. But either way, give me a review and maybe you can get a chance to win that course. Anyways, I am so glad that you are here for another episode of Emotionally Healthy Legacy. So last week, my parents were visiting us. Um, So we moved to Florida recently, a couple months ago, and my parents and my whole family, actually my husband's family and my family, everybody's still back in Minnesota. So my parents came over to visit and I, my dad was like, Elizabeth, I don't understand how you can be so patient with your kids. You're, you're, you're a lot more patient than I am. And 
I told him, I'm like, you know, I kind of have to be more patient in general because I teach this kind of stuff, you know, but not just that. Um, my dad and he, you know, we talked about this. He really struggles with when my kids have conflict, when my kids get into arguments and fights and bicker and, you know, just being kids. Um, he struggles with handling conflict. He actually has a really hard time handling conflict just even with adults. And that is something I want to talk to you about today because, handling conflict when we are emotionally charged. This is a really kind of topic that is going to help you not just in motherhood, but just in general, just like in life. This is going to be really, really helpful for you. So here are a few things that I want to talk to you about. Okay. I want to start out with a story. (laughs) Since my dad was in town, my parents were in town. My dad, like I said before, he doesn't do well with conflict. And what happens is that there will be some conflict and like shortly into that conflict if there's a difference of opinion and you know my dad wants to wants to do things one way and I want to do things differently or my mom let's say wants to do things differently and even if the conversation is very respectful there's no attacking there's no like being nothing rude mean or sad because my mom is not rude she's not mean she can disagree with you but she's very respectful in the way she does it she doesn't pressure her opinion either and my dad will be like do whatever you want i i i don't care just do whatever you want and he will literally physically if he can just walk away um he's like unable to disagree without taking things personally and and like, they were just having a disagreement what time they were going to leave our house to drive back to Minnesota. And like, my dad had a point and my mom wanted to stay a little bit longer, leave a little bit later. But dad's like, you know, just, just do whatever you want. Like, I, I don't care, you know? And it was just like, part of it, it was really silly just to kind of watch them because they're adults and they're grown. And it's just watching my dad say that. But here's what I want you to learn about this. Okay. So I've mentioned into, um, in other episodes, when we sense some sort of threat. So for example, to my dad, conflict is a threat because if like, if you're like most people, most of us were never taught how to handle conflict. We were either taught to just ignore it or I don't know, like, or just figure it out somehow. We were never really taught or modeled how to have conflict. And what actually happens is when we experience conflict, our brain experiences one of one of three things. We that's a threat to us. And we either experience it goes into fight mode, flight, or freeze. Okay? It experiences one of these three things. So a fight mode is a con like a person that you'll have conflict with, they are just like fighting their perspective. Like they won't back down. I have a family member like that. She will like go into the ground fighting her perspective. Like she is like, feels like she's a hundred percent right. She will like absolutely not drop it to a point where it gets uncomfortable. And you're like, I'm just going to disagree with you and leave it at that because I can't change your opinion. And I'm not even going to try because you're, you're not even open to the idea of hearing my perspective because you're so sure you're right okay so there's the fight person there's the flight person like my dad like he just can't do conflict he's gonna just like leave (laughs) the situation like he just he's like I can't like I can't do this do whatever you want like 
I'm, I'm not even dealing with it and just leave. And then there's people that do freeze. Okay. Freeze is when you like shut down like emotionally because you're so flooded and you literally can't think. Have you ever been in a conflict with somebody? Maybe you're even that person in a conflict and you're like, you're just so flooded. Like your brain literally just like freezes and you can't think of an answer. So there's a difference between stonewalling and just experiencing like freezing and like emotional freezing. So stonewalling, there's a term like that. It's when you're not talking to the other person on purpose because you want to control the other person or manipulate them. Um, I've had situations like that where um, like I'm trying to get an answer out of somebody and they just like pretend like they don't even hear me. They just literally ignore me. And it's a way of manipulating or trying to control the situation because they have control over the situation, right? Because I'm the one frustrated and they're like in the control and they're doing it in order to manipulate me. Um, That's different than freezing because freezing is when you're literally at a loss and you can't think clearly and you literally don't know what to say or you don't even know what you think, okay? So I tend to go into fight mode when it comes with my kids or my spouse. So if I'm in a conflict with my kids or my spouse, I'm like in fight mode. Like my, that's my natural reaction. Like I want to prove my point. I want to prove that I'm right. And like, I just want to discuss and talk about it right now and figure this out right now. That's my natural tendency. Uh, But when I'm like in a situation around other people that I don't know really well, that are like, my siblings, I'll still be like in, into fight mode, maybe my parents, but outside of that, I go into freeze mode. When somebody says something that makes me uncomfortable or I'm put in an uncomfortable situation, I, that I, my brain literally freezes and I don't know what to say in the heat of the moment. My husband is really good at like thinking at the spot and thinking a very clever response or answer. I'm not. My brain tends to just like freeze and I just can't think of a good answer that is like clever or smart or wise. And then like later on, I'm like, oh man, I could have said that. I could have said that. But on the spot, like my brain literally goes into freeze mode. Okay. It is really important to be aware of this. And why is that? Because it kind of helps us to kind of figure out what we can do moving forward. Okay. So some of these responses, the way we handle things come from our childhood and the way we were, we were raised, but some of it is just the way our brain is wired and the way we are born. And it's just part of our personality and being aware of it is key because none of these are like great. Because if you're in a fight mode, you tend to say things that you regret later. Okay. You get emotionally charged. You don't think like with your thinking brain because your thinking brain is shut off when you're emotionally charged. And it doesn't really resolve conflict really well because you just like think only from your perspective. You don't try to see the other person's perspective. You actually tend to say things that you regret later. Okay. So if you are in a fight mode, it's really important to be aware of it. And one thing that you can do to process those emotions is actually to take a break and walk away. So since I'm in a fight mode and sometimes my husband is not, and he's not ready to talk about, and let's say we had a conflict, I need to process what I feel and think because like I need to figure it out. I need to get it out. So, um, 
I journal. Sometimes I talk to myself, depending on what the situation is. Sometimes I will talk to like a friend or like my mom, um, depending on what the conflict is. But normally I will just like journal to try to like figure it out because I still need to kind of like prove my point. And sometimes I will literally emotionally vomit into my journal and just like kind of prove my point (laughs) into my journal, say all the ways that I'm right. Okay. So those who are into fight mode naturally, one of the things that will really, really aggravate them is that let's say they're in a conflict with their spouse and the other, their spouse goes into flee mode or into freeze mode because they're emotionally flooded the person who does the fight mode, they will be really, really agitated and frustrated because they want to solve the issue right now, but their partner is just not in a place to do that, especially if they're saying things that are like attacking and hurtful. So they need skills. The person who has, you know, deals with conflict in a fight mode, they need skills to process their emotions away from others okay to process that and then cool off and come back to that conflict maybe later in the day maybe even the next day and address it when they're not so emotionally charged okay how about those who flight like my dad okay he has a hard time resolving conflict he literally just flees okay and that aggravates right the person who's in the fight brain Okay, so the person who flight, who flees the situation, they actually need skills to express what they feel and think, and they need the space to be listened to. Okay, so one of the things that you can do if you have a spouse that tends to flee, right, and you're the one who tends to fight, um, what you can do is like outside of a heated situation, because that never goes well, you'd be like, you know, there's something thing I've been learning recently about the way our brain works when there's conflict. And I noticed that oftentimes I want to resolve the conflict right away. And you tend to leave the situation. And I've learned that's just the way your brain works. You might get emotionally flooded and you just can't handle conflict and you tend to leave. So how can we figure out a way for you to communicate what you think and what you feel? So the key is to be aware that they are that way and their brain processes things that way. And so they need the skills. And if you're the one who's flight, you need the skills to express and the space to express what you feel and think and be listened to without interruption. So if you're the fight mode, you need to give space and like listen without attacking or saying anything. Just be able to listen to the other person's perspective, okay? And if you are in the flight mode, okay, you need to understand that resolving conflict is important. And you can ask the other person, say, hey, when there's conflict, I tend to just flee because that's my natural tendency because I'm having a hard time resolving. Like what I need from you is to give me the space to express what I think and feel and like listen to me without interrupting because that's the thing when you start interrupting and you're emotionally charged and you're in fight mode you will your attitude your tone will be too threatening to the flight and they are just gonna like try to escape because they're too uncomfortable it's too threatening for their brain okay so what if you are in the freeze mode okay you can't resolve conflict because you literally just can't think your brain like freezes 
okay, what you need, if this is you, because I remember I was talking to somebody not too long ago and she was saying like, when I have conflict with my spouse, like I literally just shut down. Like he wants to resolve it right now, right away. And I literally shut down. Like, I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I think. I don't know what I feel. That's the, that's the truth. She really doesn't know what she thinks or feels because she's so emotionally flooded. Let's say that whatever her spouse said is too threatening to her brain. She's emotionally flooded. So she literally just needs time to be left alone to process. Maybe she needs to just, she typically, these people are internal, not always, but sometimes they're internal processors. I'm an external processor, but she needs time to process what she feels so then she can come back to it and actually explain it. Like, and so if you are the person that tends to freeze in the situation, then you communicate with your spouse outside of the heated moment and you say, hey, you know, I've noticed that when we have conflict, I often just shut down and freeze. And I see that for you, it's really, really aggravating. I need you to understand that I'm not doing this to frustrate you or to make you mad. I literally don't know what I think. And I need the space and the time to process what I think. Okay. And maybe come back to it later. Can we come up with like a secret code or a word that you can say that will be assigned to your spouse? Like I need some space and some alone time. Okay. Because none of these are like really like great because freeze doesn't handle conflict. Flight doesn't feel, handle conflict really well. And the fight one just handles it in a poor way. Okay. All of these types of like conflict resolution or like pro- ways people process emotions, they all need new skills. And we're, we, all of us fall into one of the categories unless we've learned good skills. Okay. So what do we do? Okay. What do we do with this information? Okay. We need to know which one, you need to know which one you are and communicate with your loved ones what you need and what would be helpful for you, okay? Like again, if you are in the fight mode, you're like, hey, it is important for me to be able to talk about what happened. But you need to understand when you're emotionally charged, oftentimes you say things that you regret. So you can either have someone else you can talk to That's not that person you're in conflict with. You can journal. You can go talk to yourself. You can go on a walk and just like talk out loud or pretend you're talking on the phone to somebody and you're just processing it, okay? You need to learn to give other people space. You cannot force other people to talk to you. Believe me, this is something I've been learning in my marriage because I'm in fight mode and my husband is in, like he's in freeze slash light mostly freeze he just gets flooded and he needs time to process and I have learned and still learning to give him the space that's a constant thing that I have to remind myself okay if you are someone who tends to flee you can communicate with your loved one say hey I know we have conflict I tend to flee I literally don't know how to resolve conflict especially when I feel verbally attacked with words or tone I need from you to be aware of your tone and words. When I feel attacked, I literally freeze and I cannot like think 
clearly. When we have a conflict, would you please allow me to express my point of view first and listen to me without interrupting? Because that will be helpful for the person who tends to flee, okay? They need to be heard and seen without being interrupted, okay? And so what about if you go into freeze mode? right? You can communicate with your spouse or loved one. Say, hey, I know when we have conflict, I tend to freeze. It's not because I want to trigger you or upset you. It's because I literally don't know what to say. I can't think in that moment. I need time to process what I think and come back to it later. Would you please give me, Abel, would you please give me the time to process? Okay, so if you have a spouse that does not respect that, then that's a problem. Then this is something we need to address. And if you have a spouse that does not respect your boundaries and when you talk to them in a respectful way and they just tend to ignore, I would encourage you to go to counseling or therapy. And I would encourage you to go to individual therapy, not couples therapy. You first need to, if you go to couples therapy, it's really hard to open up and be vulnerable when your couple, when your spouse who, like, let's say, doesn't respect you um, and maybe is verbally or mentally abusive or emotionally abusive and they're sitting on that couch with you, it is impossible to be vulnerable and open and be truthful because you feel unsafe emotionally. So I would encourage you, if this is your situation, please go to separate therapy, learn the skills, and, like, make sure the therapist you do find is able to help you feel safe and helps you feel seen and understood. And when you leave that therapy office, you actually feel better and not worse. I'm talking from experience because I went to therapy, individual therapy, and it completely changed my life. It was a Christian uh, psychologist, and it was one of the best in investments I've ever made into my life, into like my personal self and my like journey in becoming who I am today. So it is really important to know these things because if you don't, it will cause a lot of problems and like in your marriage, in your relationships, it is really important to be aware of how your brain works and how you handle conflict. I am an external processor and my husband is an internal processor and it is really good for me to be aware of that because I just want to talk about things when you know, my emotions are running high and my husband has learned to depending. Okay. So if we have a conflict between us, he needs the space to just kind of process what he thinks and, you know, whatever, figure himself out and then come back and talk to it. I want to talk about it, but I'm learning to give him space. That's been a big learning curve for me. But if it's like something that I'm just emotionally charged about that is not related to our marriage, my husband has learned to give me that time to externally process and he's just listening. He's not trying to fix. He's just listening. And man, we've been married for 13 years. We've been together for 14. So this has been such a learning curve. This is not something that just happened overnight. Okay. So here are the takeaways from this episode. We all have conflict. And it's really important to be aware of the way you handle conflict. Are you into fight mode and you want to resolve conflict? There's a problem with people that are in fight mode because they say things that they regret. Okay, so they need some space to process their emotions without attacking other people. If you are in flight mode, you tend to flee because you're so uncomfortable with 
the conflict and you need the space to be seen and heard without being interrupted. If you are in freeze mode, if your brain tends to freeze, then you need time to figure out what you think and feel and then come back and talk about it. So none of these are amazing or great. And for each of them, you need to learn skills, how to communicate what you think and feel in a respectful way. And that will actually resolve conflict. We need to understand this and we need to respect the other people and not just force the way our brain works. And that's just something we all need to learn. I want to be answering your questions on my episodes. So I want you... If you have any questions that you want me to answer on my podcast, email me at Emotionally Healthy Legacy a question and I will make a podcast episode answering all questions in regarding to motherhood, frustrations, overwhelm, anger, anything like that. All right. I hope you found this episode helpful. I don't know if you have, but if you did, I would love for you to take a screenshot of your phone right now and tag me on Instagram. And I would love to hear what you got away from this that was helpful and valuable. And I hope you have a good rest of the day, Mama. Hi, friend. Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.